The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara, CEO of the Australian Retailers Association, and welcome to Season 4 of Retail Therapy, proudly brought to you by American Express. This season, we'll be focusing on tech and innovation within the retail sector. We'll be talking to retailers who are utilising new and transformative technologies to support their business, as well as deep dive into the stories of startups who are taking the lead on retail innovation. Joining me today for some retail therapy is Amazon Australia Country Manager Janet Menzies. Janet has led the Amazon Australia team since 2021, presiding over substantial growth in that time as more and more people embrace shopping online during the pandemic. While Amazon is one of the largest retailers on the planet, it only launched in Australia in 2017, but it's grown to become a well-established business in our local retail community. Amazon is also a leader in the tech and innovation space. It operates the largest warehouse ever built in Australia, a robotics fulfilment centre in Kemp's Creek in Sydney's west, the first of its kind in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm delighted to have Janet with me today to discuss all things Amazon. Janet, good to see you. Good morning, Paul. Thanks for having me. When we think of Amazon, we think of this global behemoth, one of the biggest companies in the world, but in Australia, it's still in its infancy, launching here in 2017. Talk us through the past five years and the challenges in trying to establish the Amazon brand here in Australia. As you say, so we've been here since 2017. I think lots of customers had anticipated our arrival, but we were pleased to be able to launch at that time. But I got to tell you, we have come so far. We still have a long way to go, of course. But today, you know, we're proud to offer 200 million products across 31 different categories. And that includes, of course, our famous Amazon devices like Alexa that uh, lots of folks know and love. It has taken a tremendous amount of effort for our local team to get to this point. You know, we launched the store in 2017, then Alexa and Echo in January 2018. Prime followed in June 2018. And then, of course, we had our first Prime Day that same year. Our focus really in the last five years has been on opening the logistics sites that will support our aspiration for customers. And of course, that means having the inventory in the right places so that uh, we can really meet our customer expectations. So that's included, as you mentioned, our a new robotics fulfillment center in Western Sydney, which we opened earlier this year. But, you know, we're very excited by the response from Australian customers so far. We know that they value our wide selection. They love the speed of delivery. We're very proud of the jobs, of course, we've created and our associates that have joined us and the relationship we've built with all of the Australian small businesses who sell in the store, not only locally, but also export overseas. So I hope that gives you a picture of where what we've been focused on. We ha- we're at the beginning of our journey in Australia, and we'll continue to focus on delivering for customers. Well, it's been a very busy time, Jenna. So I'm going to actually ask you, you're, you're, you where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. So I grew up, my parents are still in, on Vancouver Island in Canada. And I've been actually, it's funny, I've been in Australia for 14 years. So I lived in the States for a while, but came here because my husband is from New Zealand. So we ended up settling in Sydney with our two young girls. 
And I think it's one of these things where when we got here, we thought, oh, fun place to live. Who knows how long we'll stay? But those of you who have kids understand that once you live here, it's a pretty tempting place to stay. So I've been here again for, it'll be 15 years next year. And, you know, consider myself firmly Australian, even though I, I think my accent is unlikely to ever reflect that. Really, I joined Amazon actually only about 18 months ago. I was with Cochlear for five years before right. that, but had wanted to join from the very beginning. I have to say, I've had FOMO for quite some time watching what Amazon was doing for customers in Australia. And so I was delighted when everything worked out and I could join them um, quite, re- you know, in the last few years. So, so when you go back home, people think you're um, Australian. They the sure things. do. Because well, Australians can't tell the difference between an American and Canadian accent. That's um, it. I guess you could tell, can you tell the difference between a New Zealand and Australian accent? Absolutely. <laughs> I, but I got to say, I couldn't 15 years ago. So I think that's one of the things I've definitely learned is that you're never quite comfortable. People here can obviously tell I'm North American immediately. But when I go home, I get teased. Like you would not believe about the various expressions that I picked up. Well, very good. Look, before launching here, most of us have heard, obviously, of Amazon, but had never interacted with the company online. How difficult was it to establish a loyal customer base from scratch? Yeah, it's a good question. And look, whenever we come to a country, we're really clear that it takes us a little while to build up that trust, which is something that I think we need to earn. And so... Our approach is just to have this relentless focus on what we know customers expect from us and what we believe we can deliver. And so everywhere around the world, we have a laser focus really on three things. And those are universal things that we think all customers want. That is competitive pricing, of course, that wide selection that we're known for, and then just consistently great customer experience. And for most of us here in Australia, that means this notion of reliable, fast delivery. And, you know, our approach very much is to start off with that goal in mind and to work. We talk a lot at Amazon about working backwards from goals. And so, you know, five years ago, we would have said that we were working backwards from having an offering that could be as much as possible next day delivery. That's certainly the case now in Sydney and Melbourne. And also having wide selection. Again, that's that 200 million products number I mentioned before. But then also making sure that we had terrific relationships with sellers, which are many small businesses across Australia. It's about 11,000 in total. Wow. And so for us, like we just believe that if we continue to obsess over finding great selection for our customers, wherever that selection comes from, and then working super hard to keep it in stock – And then we let our fulfillment center network do its magic in terms of delivering that fast delivery. And so, you know, our strategy, I'm a little bit boring on this because whenever people ask me, I always just say, well, our strategy is, you know, great customer experience backed by fast delivery and good selection. And that's what we've just invested on in the last five years. Well, it's always good to keep it simple. You seem to be growing and expanding at a rapid rate. New fulfillment centres and offices are opening. Tell us about the presence you've established now and the expansion plans you have for the future. Yeah, so we have opened, so we have six fulfillment centres now. And I mentioned before, it's all for us about making sure we have the inventory as close to customers as possible. And so our Kemp's Creek Fulfillment Centre was such an important moment in our history because it doubled the storage pace for small to medium-sized businesses. And also, it meant that we could make sure we offered sufficient space for all of our categories, whether that was consumer electronics, books, toys, cosmetics, pantry items, everything that our customers are looking for from us. We had our fulfillment center open in uh, February. Then we just launched our first standalone sort center in Melbourne. And so these centers are a very different kind of proposition, right? They're 
uh, central to our logistic network, but that's really where customer orders from fulfillment centers are further sorted to their final destination. And then we consolidate and ship to that last mile for delivery to customers. And so we will continue to invest in our operations across Australia just to make sure our clear commitment, which again is to improving customer experience with faster delivery mm. and making sure we have enough space to take into inventory the products that our customers expect from them and that our sellers who work with us, these small to medium businesses generally, to make available for the, for our joint customers. Jenna, tell us a little bit more about the Robotics Fulfillment Centre in Kems Creek, the, the first of its kind, as I understand it, in the Southern Hemisphere. Quite exciting, right? And the largest warehouse ever built in Australia. What makes the facility so special? Yeah, look, I... I have to say, I was just, I love, I, when I go to that fulfillment center, actually any of our sites, I come away with just terrific energy. And that's because I think these fulfillment centers are the heart and soul of what we do. You know, when I look at the one in Kemp's Creek in particular, it spans 200,000 square meters across four levels. You know, that's 24 wow. rugby fields. That's Taronga Zoo, oh, right? Beyond, beyond <laughs> comprehension. I can't wait to have you out there. I, I'm so looking forward to getting yeah. there. And really, the introduction of the robotics enables us to really increase the capacity. And that's mostly for storing inventory, but it also creates additional opportunities for thousands of small to medium-sized businesses to put in inventory into the fulfillment center. But also the great thing about that location is that we really believe in the potential of Western Sydney. You know, the facility is creating 1,500 new jobs, and it also gives our employees opportunities to work alongside this advanced robotics and to build their career at Amazon. But also that site, it won't surprise you, I don't think, being in retail, but that's within, you know, 12 hours of 80% of the nation's population. And so that allows us to really step up our Yes. Are the expectations of our customers. So, you know, I feel really inspired by those sites. The other thing, too, is that, you know, eventually, you know, there'll be 1,500 people working there eventually. And But in that process, we also had 4,000 people working on the construction and the fit out of the site. And when I look at all of the, the ingenuity that had to make, you know, had to go into making that site possible, I'm just blown away. You know, I could say that of all of Western Sydney. Yes. When I look at what we're building out there as a nation, I think it's something we can really be proud of. There's some amazing technology and innovation being deployed at that fulfillment centre. Tell us about the role of tech and how it's delivering improvements to your logistics networks. Yeah, I look, tech is cool. That's the official word for it. You know, people remain the heart and soul of the operation, but our ability to offer customers fast delivery speed is a direct result of our continued investment and expansion of our operations. And so, you know, continuing to build fulfillment centers and delivery stations close to where our customers live and work, and then also training our teams to work with the robotics to deliver those great experiences accurately and quickly is a huge part of how we believe we'll deliver the customer experience that Australians want. You know, we've actually doubled our operational footprint um, in the last year, if you can believe it. And that, of course, is the uh, fulfillment center I mentioned. It'll also be the sort site that that I spoke about a minute ago. Again, it's all about making sure we have a network that can deliver products close to home to our customers so that we can be ready to deliver quickly when people need, need the service from us. It sounds so futuristic, and yet it's happening here and now. What are the other innovations that we like to see when you look look into the future? Yeah, so our innovation will always focus on the areas that we know customers care about most. We talk about customer obsession, and so it means that we always start with the customer and then we work backwards. And the three things we know that customers tell us consistently they want from us is that wide selection, that 
great customer experience, which again means fast delivery for lots of people, and then to know that they can trust that we'll provide that competitive price. And so all of our innovation will focus on improving those three things. So working with our suppliers, with our sellers, to make sure that we have all of the selection and that we're providing that at the greatest speeds possible. It also, of course, does mean that we'll be doing innovation of our own. So our devices team are doing some terrific work. I don't know, just recently they launched a new Aussie voice, which I, I tried out actually quite recently. It's, um, it's, I tested it out, and I think it's a great representation. And I think the local team here has done a great job of expanding the, you know, Alexa's ability. Um, she does a great job. And I think that the framework overall will continue to be about how can we increase selection with new brands? How can we increase the speed or adjust the delivery or experience that our customers want? And how do we integrate these new sites into the network to make sure we're delivering to expectations? See yourself boosting your business. Stack them over there. With 200,000 membership rewards bonus points plus a $500 credit. Perfect. It's possible with the American Express Platinum Business Card. To discover more, search Platinum Business today. Minimum spend $12,000 in the first three months. Offer ends 4th of April, 2023. New Amex card members only. T's and C's apply. Now, customers have so many options when you think about it at their fingertips nowadays when it comes to purchasing the things that they need. And as a result, we're more impatient than ever before. (laughs) We want the items in our hands as quickly as possible. How important is that to the Amazon mantra when it comes to next day delivery? And what are we likely to see same-day delivery anytime soon. In talking to customers, we know that they're always looking for value through great prices and fast delivery. I know in my own household, you know, it used to be that we were pretty impressed by a week delivery before I joined Amazon. We, you know, just the fact that we knew a product was coming was enough for us. Now, I think the expectation is, you know, we're really proud of how we've raised the bar, particularly in Sydney and Melbourne, around next-day delivery. And I think that's great, right? Because whether you're looking for something that will entertain the kids, a last-minute gift, or you actually need to restock on household essentials, you know that you can get fast, free, prime delivery options. We're always going to be continuing to improve the delivery experience. I'm happy with where it is now, and we'll continue to make investments across the nation so that we can continue to reduce that delivery time. But it does sound like that, you know, price is important, obviously, as, as consumers, mm. but convenience is becoming even more important. And Amazon's delivering on that and have got plans to, to tighten that over time. So it sounds like you're heading in the way of where consumers want to be, which is terrific. Uh, now, switching to sustainability, you've made some strong commitments around 100% renewable energy and electric vehicles. What do you think it's important for businesses to, like Amazon to take a leadership role on things like climate and net zero? And how are you tracking on your commitments? Obviously, sustainability is a significant challenge, especially for a company the size and scale of Amazon. Globally, Amazon has made some big, big commitments to reduce carbon, reduce waste, including plastics, and increase the use of renewable energy. And we are making some good progress, but certainly there's still some very important work to do. A few examples of what we've been working on, I guess we should start with the goal in mind. So we have a goal to reach net zero carbon by 2040, which is 10 years ahead of the Paris Agreement. We are on track to power our operations with 100% renewables by 2025, which is actually five years ahead of our initial target. And last year, we got to 
100% renewable energy across our business globally. You know, it's interesting, right? Because to do those kinds of things, we've had to become Europe's largest private purchaser of renewable energy. Wow. We've had 379 renewable energy products across 21 countries. I'm really proud that three of those are here in Australia. We've got the Gunada and Suntop Solar Farms, which are already operational and producing energy. And then we also have the Wind Farm Project in Hawksdale, which when it's operational will further boost the electricity generation. I think together they're expected to power about 11, I think it's 11, 100, 115,000 Australians homes each year. So those are, you know, those are big investments and I think evidence is some good progress. In terms of our sites, our new sort center in Melbourne will be 100% powered by electricity that avoids the use of fossil fuels for its heating and hot water systems. You get that done, obviously, by the largest solar panel system at an Amazon site in Australia. I think it's something like uh, three th more than 3,000 solar panels covering 7,000 square meters of roof. We've got 12 electric vehicle charging stations and a rainwater recycling system connecting, you know, all of the facilities. So I think that these point to things that you can do overall with energy and carbon. We also, of course, have some significant initiatives around packaging because that's, I think, a visible manifestation of our commitment to customers. And so, you know, our boxes are 100% recyclable. We try to ship products as much as possible in original packaging. And we're trying to consistently look at how much we can reduce our packaging weights because, we, you know, we want to make sure that the box sizes fit the orders from Australian customers. And of course, we're also working on the fundamentals, which is stopping the creation of waste before it actually happens. So how is it that we give secondhand products a new life through things like our renewed program, Amazon Warehouse, which resells products that perhaps weren't what customers wanted the first time? How do we do these things that divert products from landfill? Like we're working with experts in the channel, like Food Bank, where we can donate unsellable inventory. And we've been doing that for, for a long time so that we can make sure that we're not just avoiding waste, but also, um, you know, providing meals to people who are in need. Now, it's a tough time for consumers at the moment with the cost of living, rising interest rates and inflation. Is that having an impact on your customers in terms of the types of products they're purchasing? And how important is it to keep prices affordable during this time? Yeah, look, we believe it's really important because we know that customers want you know, great selection, and they want to have a great customer experience, but they don't want that experience unless they also know that it represents great value. And so, you know, we're quite focused on offering that everyday value in our store. We want people to be able to come and to feel like they don't need to check, that they'll know that we're going to, that they can trust us enough with their business that we're going to repeatedly deliver a strong price for them. But of course, value is not just about price, right? It's about that broad selection. It's that convenient delivery option. And so for us, it's about that whole system of selection. You've got 200 million products, that fast delivery, and then also then the price itself. Also, when we look at the Prime membership program, we know that customers see great value in that. With Prime, members can receive free delivery on Prime eligible items, but they also get a suite of entertainment benefits. You know, I don't know what you watch in your household, but certainly, you know, I'm a bit of a law and order junkie. And so I think I've got 23 seasons available there. You've also got hit series like The Boys and also Australian Originals, which we're really proud of, like Lux Listings and many, many others. And so for us, it's about thinking through, well, how do we provide across our Prime membership and our Amazon experience, great experiences. And I think also part of that is 
being a supporter of Australian small to medium businesses and thinking through how do we help the local sellers also be available to our customers. So we're always working to say, well, how can we bolster and provide profile to the 11,000 Australian business that are selling through Amazon. And again, I think that's all part of the value being about selection, competitive pricing, and that fast delivery all in one brand that that we are committed to delivering every day. Janet Menzies, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on all your successes at Amazon and all the best for the future. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Therapy, brought to you by our season partner, American Express. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you give the show a follow on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you're a new listener, you can find our back catalogue of episodes on our website. We've covered leadership, small business and sustainability. For more information about the work we do at the Australian Retailers Association, head to our website, retail.org.au. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, wherever you love to connect. All the links can be found in the show notes.